0: So now that you have seen the level of classification we're talking about in these documents at Mar-a-Lago, and you've learned that DOJ is investigating possible espionage act violations, are you concerned that Donald Trump was keeping these highly classified documents at his resort?
1: Well, we have a number of concerns, Brianna. Obviously, you know, one is whether or not the raid itself
2: was was justified. That wasn't the question she asked you, Congressman. Don't you care about stolen classified docs? Well, don't- I guess not. I got the feeling that something right. know it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how i get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. I am... From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is The broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM, people-powered radio in L.A., also in Santa Barbara on 98.7, San Diego's 93.7, and in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California, on 99.5 FM. We're also heard in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountain's KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's Queso and Eugene's KEPW. Lancaster, Pennsylvania's WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN. Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950, KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day on the internets on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation. NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing, Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, from Bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey. Hey, uh, anyone out there, got opinions, got thoughts, got speculations about the uh, FBI and DOJ obtaining 11 sets of classified, highly sensitive national security documents, uh, some of them very, very sensitive. Well, I want to open up the phones today to your thoughts on that. I figure if uh, cable news and social media has been sort of round the clocking it since last Friday with folks speculating as to why... Donald Trump even had these documents at Mar-a-Lago in the first place. What might actually be in them and whether the DOJ and FBI owe the public or members of Congress any more details at all on why they issued this warrant in the first place. Well, if they can do it, we can do it. Our listeners can speculate as well as anybody, says me. 818-985-5735 is our number if you'd like to line up right now for that. I'll try to get to those calls as soon as possible today, uh, since we're in the KPFK studio with a chance to open up the phone lines at 818-985-KPFK. Hi, Desi Doyen. Hey. Did you survive in the heat?
0: Uh, yes, and I am speculating <clears throat> wildly about what might be going on with really? the raid of the uh, classified documents at Trump's do, hotel. Do you
2: want to share that speculation, or you want to leave it to the callers?
0: I will wait until the callers wait. Okay.
2: Chicken. Anyway, uh, so many crimes, uh, in fact, so many Trump crimes, uh, so little time, all of them seemingly coming to a head of some sort right now. On Monday morning, a federal judge in Georgia dismissed Senator Lindsey Graham's attempt to to quash his grand jury subpoena to sit for a deposition in Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fani Willis's probe of the conspiracy led by Donald Trump in 2020 to steal Georgia's election. That deposition, unless Graham can figure out how to wriggle out of it, is now scheduled for next Tuesday, just in case you want to mark it down on your calendar. And then this afternoon, in the same conspiracy probe, criminal conspiracy probe, Rudy Giuliani was informed by the uh, district attorney, in Georgia that he is now a target of that probe, meaning that he should, most likely, expect a criminal indictment in the not-too-distant future. Sorry about that, Rudy. Uh, more on both of those stories, maybe later, depending on how many of you wish to ring in today. Uh, first, some uh, some good news from over the weekend. First, uh, world-renowned uh, author Salman Rushdie is, quote, on the road to recovery, according to his agent on Sunday, offering the uh, encouraging news two days after the author of the Satanic Verses, among many other things, suffered serious, grievous injury in a stabbing before a lecture in Chautauqua, New York. The announcement followed news that the lauded writer was removed from a ventilator on Saturday and able to talk. Very good news indeed. His agent cautioned that although Rushdie's, uh, quote, condition is headed in the right direction, his recovery will be long. The 75-year-old Rushdie Suffered multiple stab wounds in the attack, including a uh, damaged liver, severed nerves in an arm and in an eye that he is likely to lose, according to earlier reports. Though his life-changing injuries are severe, his usual feisty and defiant sense of humor remains intact, said his son in a Sunday statement stressing that the author remains in critical condition. Nonetheless, 24-year-old Hadi Matar of uh, New Jersey pleaded not guilty Saturday to attempted murder and assault charges in what a prosecutor called quote a targeted unprovoked pre-planned attack at Western New York's Chautauqua Institution, uh, a nonprofit institution where he was to give that lecture. Rushdie's 1988 Satanic Verses, of course, drew ire from Some Muslims who regarded elements of the novel as blasphemy in 1989, Iran's grand grand Ayatollah Khomeini issued a fatwa calling for Rushdie's death before he himself died that same year. The fatwa officially remains in effect. Though Iran in recent years has not focused on Rushdie. After more than a decade of living in hiding in recent years, Rushdie has been living largely without security and making public appearances, such as the one last Friday in New York. So hopefully some encouraging news there. But from Iran's right wing zealots seeking fatwas to our own Right-wing zealots calling for death and mayhem. Yes, a fatwa of sorts here in the U.S. The FBI and DHS issued a joint intelligence bulletin on Friday warning of, quote, violent threats against federal law enforcement courts and, governor, uh, and, and government personnel and facilities. The threats come in the wake of FBI agents executing a lawful federal court approved search warrant at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort last week. The FBI is reportedly investigating what they describe as a, quote, unprecedented surge of threats against bureau personnel and property, including some threats targeting agents who were listed in court records as having involvement in the search at Mar-a-Lago. The four page joint bulletin reads, quote, these threats are occurring primarily online and across multiple platforms, including social media sites, web forums, video sharing platforms and image boards. In fact, as we learned last week, a number of these threats are being published on Donald Trump's own social media site, hilariously called Truth Social. The FBI and DHS, according to the bulletin, would like to ensure that law enforcement, courts and government personnel are aware of the range of threats and criminal and violent incidents. The bulletin notes that the increase in violent threats includes a threat to place a so-called dirty bomb. Yes, a radioactive explosive device. In front of FBI headquarters and uh, issuing general calls for, quote, civil war and armed rebellion, according to CNN. The bulletin also reportedly states that the FBI and DHS have identified threats against specific individuals, including the federal judge who approved the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. A law enforcement source told CNN that officials at the FBI headquarters division responsible for the security of personnel have also examined efforts by online actors to publicly post the personal information of bureau employees, including the agents who conducted the search at Mar-a-Lago. On Friday... The names of two agents who signed paperwork for the search warrant began to circulate online following a leak of the warrant prior to its official unsealing. The warrant was unsealed and released by uh, the judge, Bruce Reinhart, on Friday at the DOJ's request after Trump's lawyers agreed to the release. The uh, court-released version of the warrant, however, redacted the agents' names. But that came after a full week in which Trump and his attorneys had a copy of the warrant since the Monday search. But while raising both money and phony outrage about the warranted search, uh, Trump and his attorneys refused to release the warrant or the list of documents retrieved uh, during the search to the public. But it was so it was only after Attorney General Merrick Garland asked the court to unseal the document That uh, A, Trump began demanding that the warrant be released immediately, which he could have done himself days earlier, but didn't. And B, the warrant began appearing at right wing media outlets close to Trump, but without the redaction of the names of the FBI agents who signed it putting them at immediate risk, including uh, threats to them, personal details posted online, etc., thanks to Trump's leaking of that warrant without redacting the FBI names. That also came, by the way, several days after the, uh, after the name of the judge uh, on the warrant had also been selectively leaked to right-wing outlets, obviously via Trump sources, since they were the only ones other than the government with a copy of the warrant, that Judge Reinhardt signed. That, too, led for calls of violence on right-wing social media outlets against the judge and his family. I hope to speak with an expert about all of this and the precipitous rise we are seeing right now in right-wing violence. And calls for civil war over the past week and what all of that means going forward. We're going to talk about that a bit later this week on the broadcast. But the joint FBI DHS bulletin was issued a day after a man who showed up at the uh, FBI's field office in Cincinnati attempted to break in with a nail gun and an AR-15 He died after a chase and a lengthy standoff with law enforcement. The man had reportedly previously come under scrutiny by the FBI due to his ties to the January 6th insurrection uh, and his uh, association with a far-right extremist group, according to law enforcement sources on Friday, uh, after he had appeared to have recently posted online about his desire to kill FBI agents shortly after the uh, search in Florida, including at Trump's own social media site. None of this, of course, has prevented Trump's uh, supporters on the right in Congress after days of demanding the DOJ release the warrant that Trump could have released himself all along. None of it has kept them from moving the goalposts yet again in their attempt to somehow Uh, somehow defend the disgraced former president and criminal scoff law. Well,
0: because, you know, moving the goalposts is Republican specialty.
2: Well, when you can't answer, uh, you know, legitimately, when you can't give a legitimate explanation for something, yeah, just keep moving the goalposts. Just keep making stuff up. That's their only choice at this point.
0: Alternate metaphor, keep throwing pieces of spaghetti at the wall. Something will stick.
2: Or catch up at the wall, depending on you how go. you may see it. Uh, on Sunday, several congressional Republicans um, called on Merrick Garland to uh, justify the search of Mar-a-Lago last week, uh, which Garland th- said last week that he personally approved that uh, decision to search uh, to get to seek a search warrant for what turned out, according to the eventually released search records, to be a very highly sensitive and classified set of government documents, actually 11 sets, all unlawfully kept by Trump at his resort. Prior to Garland's announcement that the DOJ had asked the judge to unseal the warrant and the inventory list of the items that were retrieved, barring any objections from Trump, uh, some of Trump's congressional uh, allies, attacked the DOJ because they took several days before making that request to release the search warrant, even though Trump could have always done it himself. But after he fulfilled the Republican demands to uh, seek a release of the search warrant, uh, which the judge granted on Friday, yes, the uh, goalposts appeared to have shifted yet again. As Reuters reports today, Republicans stepped up calls on Sunday For the release of the FBI affidavit showing the justification for the seizure of those documents amid reports of heightened threats against federal law enforcement, that affidavit from the Bureau would be the information that was used to obtain a probable cause finding from the judge in order to grant permission to execute that warrant. As we uh, know now from the material that has already been released from the uh, from the warrant, federal law enforcement officials argued that they had probable cause to believe Trump was in violation of at least three federal laws, serious ones, including uh, the unlawful retention and perhaps destruction of government documents, obstruction of of a, uh, an official proceeding by the government and, incredibly enough, violations of the Espionage Act of 1917, including the unlawful retention of defense-related information that could harm the U.S. or aid a foreign adversary. The inventory list of documents taken from the uh, Trump compound last week specified 11 sets of classified documents at his home, including four sets of documents marked as top secret, three marked as secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents. That's the lowest level of classification. But there was one set marked T-S-S-C-I, top secret, secure compartmented information. That is higher even than top secret. And uh, it would mean documents that may only be viewed in a very secure location and only by a very small group of people cleared to view it. We still don't know the actual contents of those uh, classified records, and we may never, given their purported highly sensitive uh, national security uh, content. Last week, Washington Post reported that among the items that officials were seeking in the search were documents that dealt with nuclear matters, either our own or that of foreign nations. In any event, now the warrant uh, was uh, released And the list of documents retrieved, Republicans are now changing tactics to try to demand the affidavit shown to the judge that has not been unsealed, detailing the sensitive reason why a search warrant was merited in such an extraordinary circumstance that required the unprecedented search of a former president's home. Here was uh, Republican Senator Mike Rounds, for example, of South Dakota on Sunday's Meet the Press. I think
1: uh, uh, releasing the affidavit would help, at least that would confirm uh, that there was justification for this raid. I think it's very important, long term, for the Justice Department, now that they've done this, that they show that this was not just a fishing expedition, that that they had due cause to go in and to do this, that they did exhaust all other means, and if they can't do that, then we've got a serious problem on our hands.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've got a serious problem on our hands in the first place, Senator. It was amazing to see these Republicans uh, g- you know, going on TV, being more outraged about uh, searching a former president's home when he has been given months and months, almost a year and a half to return documents, kept claiming he had no more documents that he had stolen from the government. And it turns out they are highly sensitive documents. And well, yeah. yet they're angry at Merrick Garland? Well, really?
0: Of course they are. That is their pattern. That is the Republican playbook. You attack whoever is investigating you and deflect attention away from what you know you did or your person did and deflect it onto the people who are attacking you or investigating you in this case. I mean, Trump stole the documents. Trump defied subpoenas to return the documents that were asking nicely ple- pretty pleas. And uh, the seriousness of these national security documents... As we can so far see that there's a reason for the Department of Justice to decide, hey, let's investigate him on the Espionage Act. I mean, this is how they have to respond. Republicans have no other choice but to attack.
2: Yeah, but me. <laughs> but but what about Merrick Garland and uh, this outrage of taking documents and uh, bothering a president and his home? It's outrageous, Desi.
0: I know it would be nice if Republicans <sighs> cared more about the country and national security than they did about their party. Se- but you know,
2: separately on Sunday, the uh, bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, led by Democrat Mark Warner and Republican Marco Rubio, asked the uh, DOJ and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to provide the seized documents themselves to their committee on a classified basis because they theoretically have the clearance in that committee to see whatever classified material might have been taken. So uh, at least two different asks here, one, the affidavit from the search warrant, which would almost certainly need to be highly redacted if it was released in order to block the disclosure of both the contents of the documents that they seized and the FBI eventually obtained, as well as their sources and methods for learning that Trump continued to retain even more documents after he claimed that he had given them all back. So, yeah, despite over a year and a half of attempting to retrieve the documents that the former president stole from the White House, whether they are classified or not, by the way, that is a crime, uh, less aggressive and invasive uh, means were used to try to obtain Those documents, including polite requests from the National Archives, which is supposed to retain and catalog all of these documents on behalf of the the people of the United States. Um, That polite request resulted in the return of about 15 boxes of stuff documents, including some classified last February. But then. Uh, Apparently that was not all of them. So a federal subpoena was politely issued for the rest of the material after the National Archive made a criminal referral to the Department of Justice once they discovered both classified materials and missing materials. Then there was an attempt by a a, a top DOJ official to personally visit Mar-a-Lago. Where he personally uh, briefly met with Donald Trump in June this summer to try to retrieve the rest of the missing classified material, at which time we have learned uh, over this past weekend that Trump that he was given some. But Trump's lawyers at the time signed documents certifying that, well, that's it. That's all of the remaining material that we had. Everything has been turned over. As it turns out. That was a lie. If you can imagine So the bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee is now asking to see which of the stolen documents were retrieved last week. And they are requesting a, quote, assessment of potential risks to national security because of it. All as a result of this mishandling of these files by Donald Trump when he stole them and stored them in a basement storage room at Mar-a-Lago. So my question for you. My questions, if you would like to ring in, uh, one of them at least, uh, while I think it's the, the job of the Senate Intel Committee to assess any damage done, should the affidavit be released publicly? Or should it only be released to the Senate Intel Committee or should it not be released at all? In normal cases, if you and I had stolen government documents and had our home searched for nine hours by the FBI, there would be no release of the affidavit used to uh, find probable cause and get that search warrant. And in theory, a former president is not supposed to have any more rights or freedoms than you or I. But of course, we know that is nonsense. Of course, former presidents get more deference by far than you or I would. And with that in mind... Should the DOJ release the affidavit used to obtain the search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago? My phone number is 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. I've got other questions as well, however. Um, so there's the, the warrant was was made public along with the list of, of stolen purportedly highly classified national security documents on Friday. It was a huge story on Friday. It came on the same day as an arguably huger story in one sense. Um, that, frankly, uh, that would be the landmark $370 billion climate bill that was passed by the House on Friday after oh, already yeah. being passed, yeah, by the Senate. Uh, the president is expected to sign that this week, but it was a huge deal for both the Democrats. Uh, not not by the way, not one single Republican voted for it and for the climate and for mankind itself, even though many on the right and sadly some on the supposed left have been lying about that bill in recent days. I would strongly recommend if you didn't hear it, tune into my uh, interview with climate and energy expert David Roberts from Friday. Uh, which both explains the bill and speaks to many of the false claims from both the right and the left about what Roberts describes as a long overdue, revolutionary and transformative measure. Um And a transformative moment, really, for the fight against climate change. You can download the full conversation, as always, for free at brandblog.com if you missed it. But because of that, we actually sort of gave short shrift to this topic on Friday, and a lot has happened since. And since then, since Friday, all weekend long, the TV pundits and folks on social media have been speculating about what is in those documents and why uh, Trump, despite so many chances refused to give them back. He was given one chance after another, after another. And he would have been likely in no trouble at all because he's a former president had he done so. But he didn't. Why? Why didn't he? Now, I don't tend to speculate uh, on this show uh, or even report on speculation in general, but it doesn't mean you can't. I figure if the folks on cable TV can do it, so can you. 818-985-5735. Among the questions raised and speculated upon that I have seen and read in recent days, why in the world did he have these classified documents in the first place? Why didn't he turn them over when he was subpoenaed? What was he thinking about doing with them? Or what has he already done with them? You can give me a call, eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. You are free to speculate, and I won't stop you, I won't challenge you, I won't well maybe I'll challenge you, but I'll be nice about it. Who else had access to those documents? What was the wh- what was the reason for storing them in the basement at Mar-a-Lago? And were those documents shared in any way? Why did he refuse to give the documents back? time and time again, even though they were so sensitive and so secret that the government ended up having little choice but to seize them at the first opportunity, 818-985-5735. And will Donald Trump finally be held accountable legally for this? Will he face charges the way, for example, whistleblower reality winner did? After stealing just one document revealing that Russian intelligence had hacked their way into voter registration systems prior to the 2016 presidential election. She was charged with violating the Espionage Act of 1917 and she received five years and three months in federal prison. And she is still in prison for that, by the way. Then there's Chelsea Manning. Uh, when she was charged for violating the Espionage Act and stealing government documents, she ended up spending some seven years in jail before her sentence was commuted after revealing war crimes that were carried out by members of the U.S. military. And yet she went to jail. And then there's, of course, I mentioned this on Friday, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg in 1953. They were put to death They were executed for violating the Espionage Act of 1917, the same act that a federal judge last Friday found probable cause to believe that the former president of the United States violated by stealing highly sensitive national security documents from the White House and refusing several opportunities to return them to law enforcement and even lied to them about having done so. Why? Why did all of this go on? By the way, has the activity of the past week changed your assessment of whether Merrick Garland is taking Trump-related matters seriously and aggressively enough? I'd love to hear from you. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. I have got some more, of course. Uh, And some breaking news that I want to take a look at and make sure it is correct before I report it to you. All of that straight ahead on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. Some of those documents were marked top secret, sensitive compartmented information. Uh, that is among the highest designation in terms of the, the extremely grave damage to national security that could be done if it were disclosed. Uh, so the fact that they were in an unsecure place, uh, that is, guarded with nothing more than a padlock uh, or whatever security they had at a hotel, uh, is deeply alarming. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from BradBlock.com taking your calls on what the hell Donald Trump was thinking, what he was trying to do with all of those uh, classified, incredibly highly classified documents down at uh, stealing them from the White House, bringing them down to Mar-a-Lago and then refusing to give them back for the past year and a half to the point that he had to be searched. That they had to where they found a probable cause that he, among other crimes, may have violated the Espionage Act. Really? Yes, really. And then there's this, as I mentioned, just as we were going to break uh, from NBC News, ex-Trump Organization official Alan Weisselberg. He's the longtime uh, uh, chief executive officer, chief financial officer of the uh, Trump Organization. He, along with the Trump Organization, was charged in a criminal case by the district attorney in New York uh, some time ago, uh, basically for uh, uh, tax fraud. Well, uh, Alan Weisselberg is now expected to plead guilty in that tax case. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, indeed. That's a big deal. It certainly is. Uh, Whether he's cooperating or not with uh, with officials at this point, I don't know. But that's a huge deal. Alan Weisselberg had uh, been the uh, top financial guy at uh, the Trump organization going all the way back to when Trump's father headed it. So, yeah. That's kind of big news. along with everything else today. 818-985-KPFK. Like I said, I got more, but you know what? Let's just get to uh, a couple of your calls, at least, here. First, Robert in Marvista. Hey, Robert, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Uh Uh-oh, we lost Robert, did we? Or is that my fault? All right, we'll find out. Let's try Anthony. There we go. Anthony in Ridgecrest. Hey, Anthony, what's up, brother? Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, yeah,
1: welcome. Um, I'm wondering... uh, can't someone start their own archive? Uh, like Trump is president, and he wants to start an uh, archive at his, uh, say, a presidential library. Can he say, "I'm starting an archive"? And <laughs> this, is, this is part of my archive. Uh, now, uh, you're,
2: you're, you're, I'm, I'm guessing you're kidding. Is that right?
1: uh, uh yeah, a little bit
2: a little bit. Okay. Yeah. No, you can't start your own archive with documents that belong to the United States of America, even if they weren't uh, highly classified documents. Everything that a president creates during his term of service, uh, his four years or his eight years or her four or eight years, belongs to the the United States under the Presidential Records Act of 1975. Everything, including a post-it note that uh, he or she may jot something down on. That is a presidential record. That must be turned over. Uh, to the National Archives at the end of an administration. That said, the National Archives, for example, will work with former presidents uh, as they are with uh, Barack Obama to uh, build his uh, library in Chicago, his presidential library. In fact, Donald Trump has lied about some 30 million documents that uh, Barack Obama purportedly stole from the White House when he left office. The National Archives have said that is completely untrue. He stole no such thing. In fact, they are working with the former president in moving some of those documents to Chicago to where uh, Obama's uh, presidential library will be. Does that make sense, Anthony?
1: Oh, yeah. You mean Obama has more records than Trump? Oh, I don't know how that could happen.
2: Uh, Who said that Obama has more records than Trump?
1: Well, that's what he would probably think. Well, he thinks that... Obama took some records. I got more than
2: he got. Yeah, Obama took no records. Obama took zero. That said, uh, Obama was in office for eight years because he wasn't a loser like Donald Trump. So, yeah, there's probably at least twice as many documents from uh, from Obama, none of which were taken by the former president, uh, but 30 million of which have been moved to Chicago. Anyway, thanks for the call, Anthony. I appreciate it. 818-985-5735. Speculate away. Why? Why? What was Donald Trump doing in stealing classified documents from the United States, from the White House that belonged to the United States, that are supposed to be kept by the National Archives, that he would, even after he was warned over and over again to give them all back, including reportedly by his own advisors. And he still didn't. Why didn't he? Why not? What's in those documents? Eight one eight nine eight five, 985 kpfk Let's go to uh, Harold in L.A. Hey, Harold, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Oh, man, man, Brad, you were supposed to have the answer. I mean, this is bigger than a black hole or the explosion of the sun. <laughs> Why'd he do it?
2: I, I don't know. You were supposed to call it and tell me. You, any guesses?
1: Well, uh, one guess is uh, uh, maybe <laughs> the gravesite of uh, Papa, but uh, anyway, uh, it, it has to be, gosh, it's like you said earlier, some type of, uh, oh, I can't even speculate, I'm too scared to say it. Well,
2: it, Go ahead. As long as it doesn't violate the FCC, go ahead and say it, Harold. <laughs>
1: he uh, he worked with the Russians.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, don't be, don't be scared of that. Uh, and you think there's evidence of that, or you think that he was going to give the documents to? Now, I've heard a lot of people speculate. For example, that you know uh, his son-in-law uh, Jared Kushner got two billion dollars from the Saudi Arabians for some reason after uh, Trump left office. He was given two billion dollars by the Saudis. For some reason, for uh, to invest in whatever it was, whatever it was that uh Jared Kushner feels like investing in, was that in exchange for something, some information that was in these documents? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh so. thank thank you I for really thank you for your irresponsible speculation, Harold. It is greatly appreciated, sir. Eight one eight nine 985 eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. Oh, we got Robert back. Let's try him. Robert in Mar Vista. Hey Robert, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for calling back. Oh Robert Are you there in Mar Vista? Damn it. All right. I'm I'm so uh, firing Desi. 818-985-KPFK. What's that, Des? What did you say?
0: I was going to I was going to say put him on hold because then I can find out where he went cuz he uh, got disconnected before but he called back. So And
2: now he's disconnected anyway. again. Call back. Uh, Robert, 818-985-KPFK. I have no idea how to put someone on hold. I can hardly get them on the phone. Let's go to uh, Spencer in Hermosa Beach. Uh, hey Spencer, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Hey, what's going on, Brad? Just had a question um, about the Espionage Act. Where do you you stand with, um, in terms of the Julian Assange and the free Julian Assange, because he's kind of being charged under the same act, and um, if that's a threat to free speech and uh, investigative journalism?
2: Uh, Great question. Uh, It depends what the specific charges are that we're talking about regarding um, Julian Assange. At some point... Uh, As far as I'm concerned, he stopped being a journalist and started uh, basically violating the law, not for any great purpose. I used to be a great supporter of his. But he was, you know, just irresponsibly putting out uh, documents that were you know included personal emails that were not properly vetted. So it depends on the specific charges if they are ever brought and made. Um, the uh, there's, there's a lot of problems with the uh, uh, espionage Act. It's really old. It needs to be updated, and it is often misused. I mentioned it was misused with reality winner and Chelsea Manning. That may end up being the case with uh, uh, with Assange with Julian Assange. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Spencer. Appreciate it. Eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. Let me go to. Uh, is that Dia? Dia. Okay. Dia in Mar Vista. Hey, Dia, do you know Robert? Can you find him? He's roaming around. Can't seem to get him on the air in Mar Vista. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But I wanted to comment on I think uh, Trump wants something to barter with. Maybe, you know, his head is huge. So maybe he thinks he wants to start his own. Nation. I mean, this is a man who doesn't think he was supposed to leave the White House, mm-hmm. and and anyone with a half a brain would certainly not want to see someone like that get back in, and and so possibly a bartering tool. Or
2: to, um, but Dia, he something of his own. Well, but Dia, and that actually makes sense to me, obviously, because everything Donald Trump does is uh, purely transactional. It's what's in it for me. It wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put him beyond, beyond it for a second to uh, sell those documents to uh, use them a- a somehow in his favor. But when you are told, time and time again, he was told by the National Archives for months, and eventually gave back fifteen boxes. Then he was subpoenaed by the Department of Justice because they learned that he had more. Then he was visited by a top guy uh, who, uh, at the uh, DOJ, a top intelligence official, who said, hey, we really, really need to get these back. And they signed a document saying, that's it. That's all I have. He knows he's in trouble. He knows they're on to them. I could see him trying to get away with it at first, but now he knows they're on to them. And yet he continues to hang on to the documents.
3: Well, I am massively disappointed in American people who keep supporting him blindly. Don't listen. They've said so. They have people saying, we don't listen to the news. The news is lying. Journals are all liars, liars and blah, blah, blah. And, we don't, and you know, we, I love him. And all this ridiculousness, it shows basically, too, that states' rights isn't necessarily working for the United States with equal education and things like that, because the people are better educated I think they can make better de- decisions, don't
2: you? Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't think the problem is necessarily education. I think the problem is actually miseducation, specifically by certain elements of the media who are purposely going out and lying to these people and have been doing so for years, and they do it on TV, on Fox News, and then you get in your car and you hear Rush Limbaugh, who is now dead, uh, and all of the other right-wingers. It is very difficult to hear actual facts, actual truth, actual, uh, you know, shows like the Bradcast, where we don't irresponsibly uh, speculate, where we report, you know, uh, stuff that they ver- actually things that have verified evidence to back them up but, but it is as, yeah. as
3: you were pointing but it is that certain states and certain communities seem to really promote things that take people down a road of confusion and cultism i mean like mm-hmm. following people like him was he clearly showed quite a long time ago that he was really not qualified to be the president of the united states he doesn't he has no civic background at all and and he didn't and want to follow any rules whatsoever yeah. it's-
2: Really. And yet, yep. he became more popular. Go figure! Uh, and it's because of the lies, and 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 because, frankly, even the corporate media, who has just been, you know, pretending for the past four years in many respects. Oh, he's just another rep- uh-huh. president. He's just a Republican president. And they, you know, if they do, we do don't one all thing. All
3: get out and vote. If we don't all get out and keep people, get the ones out that are blocking American citizens from voting. And I don't know about you, but anyone that blocks American citizens from voting should go to jail, in my opinion.
2: I could not agree more. Thank you, Dia. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Stay cool out there, Marvista. 818-985-5735. So with that breaking news, by the way, of... Uh, Weiselberg, if NBC is right about this, that he's uh, planning to uh, uh, plead guilty in this criminal fraud case. Uh, When that came in, that threw me off because we got some other breaking news as well uh, today. I mentioned earlier that uh, Rudy Giuliani has now been told he is a target in the criminal investigation in Georgia of uh, uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who is looking at the conspiracy, a big conspiracy, to try to steal the Georgia election in 2020, led by... Donald Trump. Well, part of that conspiracy was Lindsey Graham, who also called the secretary of state just as Trump did. Remember, Trump called and said, oh, can you just find uh, one more enough votes to uh, flip the election from Biden to me in Georgia? He called the secretary of state. Well, so did Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham apparently did that twice. And on one of those calls, at least, he said, hey, what are the rules down there in Georgia? Can uh, can we just uh, uh, throw out all of the mail-in votes, tens and tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of them in certain counties where we have questions about some of the mail-in votes, where there were uh, some questions about signatures on the ballot, uh, on the uh, absentee uh, envelopes, or there were missing signatures? Can we take a look at the counties where there were problems like that and just throw out all of the votes, even though they're legitimate, throw them out? Could we do that? Hint, hint, Mr. Secretary of State. That's what Lindsey Graham was calling and doing in Georgia. Now, I suspect Lindsey Graham did not do that on his own. I suspect uh, he was working at, oh, I don't know, someone's direction. I can't imagine who. But all of that puts all of these folks, including now Rudy Giuliani, who's been told he's a target, uh, into a criminal conspiracy for which, by the way, I think the uh, maximum in jail is something like 20 years. Today, we know that Rudy Giuliani is now a target. Today, we know that Lindsey Graham must show up next Tuesday, unless he can come up with something else legally, must show up next Tuesday and sit down for a deposition. Hey, Lindsey, I recommend you don't lie to the grand jury. I think you might already be in a lot of trouble, along with all of those fake electors who have also, 16 of them, have been been told in Georgia that they, too, are targets and likely to be indicted. And then there's this news from the uh, Department of Justice. We were talking uh, before the break about how the Republicans have moved the goalposts. First, they wanted the warrant to be released. Okay, they released it. Now they want the affidavit uh, that uh, argued why they had probable cause to believe that Donald Trump had violated all of these laws and was holding on to these stolen, highly sensitive uh, national security documents, well, the DOJ has responded to a uh, a legal filing from a media coalition who has also sought to unseal the affidavit for the uh, Trump Mar-a-Lago search. The DOJ has responded to say, uh, no, disclosure of the warrant affidavit would irreparably harm the government's ongoing criminal investigation. And they said it would, quote, likely chill future cooperation by witnesses whose assistance may be sought as this investigation progresses, as well as in other high profile investigations.
0: Other high profile investigations. Really? Hmm. That's
2: what they say. 818-985-KPFK. Let's take a quick break and we will come back with more of your calls on all of this. Uh, what's going on here? And will Donald Trump ever, finally, eventually, pay a price for any of it? And I know that a lot of you were uh, very critical of Merrick Garland over the past many months. Any of this changing your mind? 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is The Bradcast.
0: bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks. Don't talk about the weather. Shh. It's a military secret.
1: Just keep your wits together.
3: That's the safest way to keep it.
1: These are critical times. Be careful of espionage.
2: Yes, you. In such critical times,
3: you've got to watch out for times.
2: Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from BradBlog.com taking your calls on all of the madness. That continues. And I think it's going to get worse. And I think it's going to get crazier. And as I spoke a bit about last week, I think it's going to get very dangerous. Uh, You know, based on that, uh, well, the, uh, the DHS and the FBI have already put out a bulletin saying they're getting unprecedented numbers of threats. We saw what happened when that guy in Cincinnati last week tried to attack an FBI field office who ended up giving his life for Donald Trump. There's a lot of folks, for some reason, who would give their lives for that idiot. If you were one of those people, I'd love to hear why. Um, 818-985-KPFK. One of the things we also learned over the weekend, this interesting tidbit, the Justice Department um, had subpoenaed surveillance footage from Mar-a-Lago that was recorded over a 60-day period So security cameras, including views from outside the storage room in the basement where these highly, incredibly highly sensitive, more secret than top secret documents uh, were stored. And according to a person briefed on the matter, as The uh, Times reported over the weekend, the footage showed that after one instance in which Justice Department officials were in contact with Trump's team about returning the documents, well... Boxes were then, after that contact, moved in and out of that storage room and was ca- caught on surveillance uh, camera, on surveillance footage that is now in the uh, in the uh, property of the uh, Department of Justice. So uh, were those boxes retrieved by the FBI or are they entirely missing now? Do we even know if we have all of the boxes? Interesting that when I open the phones like this, I usually get people calling in to defend Trump. Not getting a whole, whole lot of those calls today for some reason. 985 KPFK. Hey, Mike in LA, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
1: Hey, Brad. You know, when I was young, the grownups tried to make me into a lawyer. So I'm going to try to answer your question about Lindsey Graham's exposure, all right, and the Georgia vote fixing case. Uh, according to Corpus Juris Trumpus, you cannot be convicted if you did not say during the verbal crime, quid pro quo. So <laughs> Lindsay gets to walk free.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I think uh, they should have worked harder to get you to go to law school, Mike. Cause, uh, yeah.
1: I, it was my views endorsed by a plurality of the Republican senators <laughs> yes. in the U.S. Congress. So I can't really <laughs> apologize for my... On yeah. uh, the question of whether the affidavit
2: uh-huh.
1: attending the search warrant should mm-hmm. be revealed, yeah. Donald Trump is a plain citizen of the United States. He is not an officer of state. He has no status in that respect whatever. So it, Mr. Garland should proceed normally as he would with anyone else. This is just uh, an attempt to get reversible error uh, and- introduced into his indictment,
2: yeah, and I agree with you. That said, it is extraordinary um, to bring, well, certainly to bring this kind of a search to a sitting president, to a former president, much less indict that former president. I think it is How necessary many? to indict him, but. Uh, I think the circumstances are extraordinary enough that uh, more of an explanation will ultimately be needed if you're going to bring charges against this uh, former president than if they brought them against you or me, Mike.
1: How many former presidents have stolen government records, top secret and top secret SCI and taken them to their residence.
2: No, I hear you. And I'm not saying let them off the hook because of it, but I am saying if they have to redact the affidavit, maybe, maybe that is necessary. Maybe we need that additional transparency for every step, but I'm not sure. Will be yeah.
1: all black, all black with redactions. If they, yeah, know.
2: maybe so, maybe so. I I hear you, and I'm not sure. And I do appreciate your thoughts. Always good to hear from you, Mike. Thank you, sir, for calling. Uh, do we have time for? Well, of course we do, because it's Morris, and we're, there's always time for Morris. Hey, Morris, uh, welcome to the broadcaster. Haven't talked to you in a while. Hope you're doing well, my friend.
1: I'm doing real good, Bradley, and thank you for asking. And first of all, uh, Donald Trump uh, it was a gifter. He took those documents for the purpose of selling them. The FBI got them on tape for the uh, Saudi Arabia. you went to that golf tournament. You went the golf tournament. Saudi Arabia up there looking at everything. He's busted cold turkey. I'm glad you mentioned the Rosenberg execution in 1953. Because Trump has done a whole lot left, and he deserves what they got. And by the way, in 1934, they had seditious trials in this country against America first. Okay, these CEOs and everybody else. Trump might be racketeering, tax fraud, bank fraud, election fraud, and wire fraud, but he's not going to beat this espionage allegation. He's not going to beat it, Brad. Talk to you later.
2: Thank you, Morris. And he even hung up on himself. Well done. Uh, I think he was trying to say that, uh, yeah, uh, when when Trump was holding that uh, Saudi Arabian uh, golf tournament recently at his course. Maybe Trump had some uh, some special uh, oh, things to show yeah, the uh, Saudis. That, that was an was opportunity
0: there. to yeah. do some handoffs, if necessary, of something. Now, are you asked of what people wanted to speculate about what he was withholding. Yeah. I would like to speculate that the transcript for Trump's perfect call with uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is maybe part of that. The one where he says, maybe you could do us a favor, though, and that transcript was disappeared
2: Okay. Well, that or any other number of transcripts, like with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin.
0: Yeah, like at Helsinki that time.
2: Gotta get out. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our board operator, Yaut Orozco. I I almost said it right. Uh, And to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program... Download it anytime for free at Bradblog.com. Thanks to all the callers uh, who got in and the ones I couldn't get to or I screwed up. My apologies for that. We will try it again soon. Drop me an email if you like. I'm Bradcast at Bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the BradBlog. We'll see you there until we see you here, hopefully tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Everybody.